What's up, everybody? Dr. Chris Featherstone and the split screen. There we go. <laughs> Return of the man. What is up, man? What how are you? Up? How are you doing, man? I am doing okay. How are you, man? Good, 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 man. Also, man. Well, big shout out to the the big, the awesome, legendary Bill Apted uh, for subbing in for. Uh, last week being the honorary bro. Oh, cool, man. Good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who Who's better than that, right, bro? Yeah, he did a great job as always, man. Uh, you know, he's he's always coming in and doing some great things, man. He's he is the one and only Bill After, man. Great to have him on the show last night, uh, last week. But the band is back together, and uh, Vince Russo is back from vacay, man. How's life? Life's good, bro. Uh, obviously, a lot uh, went down late last week, <laughs> and I haven't really uh, even started talking about it yet. Um, because I got a lot of uh, I got a lot of feelings about a lot of things these days, bro. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, a, a lot going on, bro. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, man. So, uh, give us a thirty thousand foot view of uh, what you what you think about all this chaos over the past week well bro i don't think i don't think it's as chaotic as everybody thinks and i'll tell you why there, there was a uh bro there was a line i wrote for vince mcmahon many 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 times and uh i think you can remember during the attitude era him saying the line oh, let, let me let me get in the center here before raju starts screaming at me over here bro I think I know what it is, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, you heard Vince say many, many times, we could do this the hard way, we could do this the easy way. That's true. And I believe uh, coming from the board of directors, um, you know, and now uh, from what I'm reading anyway from the Wall Street Journal, because, bro, can, can we now all agree that wrestling journalists know nothing? <laughs> absolutely nothing they they are treating this story like it's just another story you know why because they know nothing they have no information so the wall street journal uh now is saying that this is turning into a federal investigation yes, indeed. so it's uh you know vince we could do this the hard way or the easy way the easy way is you disappear. The hard way is your name just gets dragged through the mud and you're going to bring your daughter with you. You're going to bring your son. You're going to bring everybody in your company with you. Here's the bottom line, bro. I, I worked with Vince. I know Vince guys. If you really think Vince McMahon is retired, literally you're clueless. Well, bro, <laughs> what, 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 what do you think Vince McMahon is doing, bro? Reading a book. He's probably uh, he's probably still a gorilla. He probably was yeah, still. Right. What, what do you guys think he's doing? Re going going for a stroll on the beach in Boca Raton, like hanging out at the pool uh, in in Connecticut, golfing in his juggernaut shorts. Give me a break. Give me a break. <laughs> Retirement basically meant I cannot show my face up at TV anymore, at the office anymore. But if you don't think, bro, every single thing is still not getting run by him and he's not calling the shots wherever he's hunkered down, then you don't know Vince McMahon because th there literally is nothing for this man to do. He, Vince McMahon, Chris, would not know what to do with himself for a day. Mm -hmm. Like one full day he wouldn't know what to do with himself. So... The, the retirement thing is a farce. Obviously, 
the daughter's in charge, the son-in-law's in charge, you know, people he can, you know, obviously control are in charge. So, um, you know, he, he, he definitely is still pulling the strings, calling the shots, but, um, for him to agree to do this, bro, to get him to do this, bro, there's going to be some stuff coming down the pike where I really think he's going to be in a mess, mess of trouble. And I got to tell you, uh, Chris, I've got to separate the professional from the personal because Chris, I got to tell you, man. And you know, people, you know, will have an issue with me saying this, but I am going to say it on a personal level. I am so disappointed in Vince McMahon and I am so disappointed in myself for handing a a person like this literally my life on a silver platter hmm. and, and literally putting his company before my own family because at the end of the day, bro, he wasn't worthy. Hmm. And, you know, here's the bottom line, Chris. You and I both know this because we're Christian men and 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 we'd be lying to the world if we told them that we are not sinners uh, we don't make mistakes because you and I make mistakes every single day, Chris, but you and I also know right from wrong. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the mistakes we make are human nature mistakes. They're not calculating mistakes of people getting paid off and hush money. And if you don't do this, you may lose your job. No, no, Chris, we, we don't do stuff like that. You know why, bro? Because we, we're, we're honorable men. And you know how you know Vince McMahon is an honorable bro? Because honorable men go out in honorable fashion. Not in a tweet that it's time to retire. That's not honorable. And I am so disappointed in him, bro. I am so disappointed in myself. I I, I, I got to tell you, though, Chris, I am relieved knowing none of this seems to have taken place when I was there. Yeah. Um, and bro, I, I, I gotta tell you, man, that, that was the relationship I had with Vince and Ed and I had with Vince, like, bro, he knew we weren't of that world. Mm -hmm. He he knew we, we, we were two guys, two Italian guys from long Island, you know, married guys. I had a family. All we wanted to do was write the best show. We didn't, we, we were not part of that world. Whatever went on, on the level, uh, you know, above us, we knew nothing about, we didn't care about it. We didn't want to know anything. And, and, and I, I got to be honest with you, I really think that we kind of kept Vince on the straight and narrow because not being of that wrestling world, I, I think he was very careful about the way he acted around us, bro, because mm. we weren't one of the boys. If, if, you know, he, if he was screwing around with his secretary or wrestlers, we wouldn't have given him the old pat on the back. Mm. Like, yeah, Vince, that like, we wouldn't have done that. So I really believe, bro, he was a different guy yeah. when we were working for him because obviously everything's, Everything seems to have taken place beyond 2005. And uh, I just have, um, I just got very, very, very strong feelings about this, bro. I'm disappointed in him. I'm disappointed uh, in myself. Um, I don't know, Chris. I, I you know, th that doesn't take away the professional side of who he is and what he accomplished in wrestling. That, that is totally separate. I'm talking about man to man, bro. It's it's a very difficult pill for me to swallow. Yeah. How how farther do you think these investigations will go? Will it get to the point of, you know, a misappropriation of funds or embezzlement or anything like that? Like does it does it go from just a immoral act to an illegal act? 
I, I think, bro, I think he was smart enough to pay off these women with his own money. I, I, I don't think he was stupid enough to use government funds. I mean, Chris, I hear now it's up to like 14.5 maybe. Mm-hmm. I was reading 14. Chris, let's be honest. To you and I, $14.5 million to Vince's $10,000, you know, yeah. You know, I, I mean, it, it's nothing to him. Yeah. So I'm sure all of that came out of his pocket. Mm-hmm. What I think could ultimately nail him is, you know, again, putting these females in a situation where if they didn't do what the boss wanted, then their jobs were affected, then they were fired then they were not used then they were blackballed that's the harvey weinstein story bro that's exactly what happened to weinstein and i don't that that's why bro i I don't think it's how the funds were allocated i don't I, i don't think vince is that stupid but if you have like especially the one case with you know the 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 diva who did the favor the one time and then he wanted more mm-hmm. and she didn't feel comfortable. Next thing we know, she's no longer being used. I I, I doubt that was just one case. And if there are a couple of cases, bro, like he's he's in trouble, man. Bro, the the guy's not going to even fake a retirement if he felt. There wasn't some there there wasn't some level of concern. I would even argue that this retirement decision had nothing to do with Vince McMahon. I think that he would That's you a know, great Vince, point, Chris. Vince McMahon is he thinks that he's invincible. You know, great points. <laughs> you know, yes. I think this was either a PR agent or an attorney that told him to do this. And I, yeah, I, I or, or Nick, Nick Khan. Or Khan, I think Khan could have influenced them, but I think even from a legal standpoint, I think it has to be either an attorney or a PR agent. I mean, I, my, my undergrad's in PR. I know all about PR. Yeah. This seems like a PR move to tell Vince McMahon to retire because I would highly doubt that, you know, steroid scandals and all types, in you know, uh, daggone drug scandals in the in, in the 80s you know from Pen- the pennsylvania doctor you know he's been through the ringer a, a few times in the court and i don't think that i mean he, he he's passed them you know he, he's he's gotten through them over the past you know 35 years it would just really surprise me if this was a vince mcmahon straight up like he just woke up and was like oh let me tweet this I, I this this seems like a PR or a legal you know attorney uh, counsel move. Well, Chris, unless th- there's a little difference here between the steroid trial back in the early '90s and whatnot, because the difference is, listen, man, Vince McMahon is not by any means a family man. I, I mean, Chris, I, I'll never forget. I I left Vince because he told me to hire a nanny to watch my kids. Mm-hmm. I talked to Shane McMahon just a couple of years ago, and I literally said, Shane, do you know why I left? He goes, yeah, Vince told me WCW offered you more money. I said, well, Vince is full of crap, Shane. I said, here is why I left, and I told Shane what happened. There was a long, silent pause, bro, and Shane turned to me and said, Vince, that doesn't surprise me at all. He's like that with my kids. Mm-hmm. So... Vince could care less about family. However, bro, in this case, what this could really do to Stephanie, grandkids, I I, I mean, bro, this could really leave his family in a very bad situation. So, bro, if he's got one iota of, 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 of love for his family, you know, and, and I really think about Stephanie more than anything because Stephanie was always kind of like daddy's little girl. The billion dollar princess. is what. Yes, bro. I can't, I, I, I can see him not wanting her to, you know, really, you know, come across in a bad light because it's funny, bro. And I guess when she was on SmackDown, like nothing was really said. Uh, they they kind of glossed right over the Vince thing and went right into a wrestling angle. It's almost like nothing can be said. 
bro, n- never one time have we heard the word innocent from anybody. <laughs> no, nobody has pleaded. No, we did not do this. Nobody, not Stephanie, not Vince, nobody. So there is definitely guilt here, bro. Mm. It just really depends on 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 what degree, you know. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that, and you know Vince more than I do. I mean, I don't know Vince at all. <laughs> you know, and you know Vince, so you would definitely have more uh, of an experiential, you know, standpoint. I, I'm just thinking of things from a from a PR and from a PR background, and being a psychology doctor. When someone like a Vince McMahon. You know, he when this first came out, what did he do? He did he got in front of it. He did what he does. He exactly. did what Vince McMahon does. Right? Exactly. He got in front of it. That is a that is PR 101 to get in front of it. And he appeared on Raw, appeared on SmackDown. The same person who says that he can't stand being on TV anymore is, and I'm wondering, uh, Vince, and I'm interested in your thoughts on this. Did he know anything about this during Mania season for him to come back uh, and, and and actually compete in a match against Pat McAfee? Well, that, that that's a great question, uh, Chris. You know, see, again, like I'm thinking like a normal human being, which Vince is not. So <laughs> I would think as a normal human being, if you knew this was coming down the pike, you'd really stay low. Mm-hmm. You would not, you know, stay small, bro. You know, again, let's get back to PR. Mm-hmm. Stay small. Mm-hmm. So who who knows, you know, because Vince Vince does what Vince does, bro. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yes, indeed. It'll be interesting to see, you know, what else comes up. As of right now, uh, Vince McMahon is retired from the WWE. It doesn't really, we haven't really heard exactly what he's, you know, kind of relinquishing. I mean, he's still majority shareholder. He was CEO. You know what does that even mean? Does he still have, is he still a consultant? Does he what does that even mean? We don't even know much information about that right now. We do know that there are new co CEOs and Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan. What do you think Nick Khan is feeling uh, throughout all this of being basically the new guy in town, becoming president, and now is a you know co CEO of the entire company? You know, bro, we have spoke about in the past the the Nick Khan. A connection with The Rock, mm-hmm. and they've known each other for a very long time. And between them, if they needed to raise money to buy this company, but that's the interesting thing, bro. That is the interesting mm-hmm. thing. There is no question between Khan and Rock, they could raise the funds to buy this company. But now, bro, you've got a uh, you've got a tarnished company now you've got a company with a stain and a stigma and like you said bro if it was pr or lawyers telling them to step away i i I guarantee you a lot of that had to do with usa network Mm -hmm. a lot of that had to do with peacock a lot of that had to do with fox and the big business partners and basically vince if you don't want to do any damage bro you need to step away from this. Yep. So, you know, now it, it it seems like the company is much more vulnerable to be bought over. But yep. at the same time, is it as valuable as it once was? Hmm. It'll be it'll be difficult to <laughs> to have a different type of presentation. I mean, you know. Stephanie McMahon was chief brand officer, so she was the one doing a lot of the presentations when it comes to, you know, the WrestleManias and the press, you know, the press conferences and things like that. That was something that she was really good at. And she has the image for it, too. Of course, you know, she is, you know, essentially Nick Khan, he's he's a good businessman. You know, he's he's a fantastic businessman. So he knows he knows what to do and knows what to say to get these big deals. So. It would be interesting to see if that does create a big curveball for them when it comes to renegotiating deals. Uh, I think with uh, some some lapse of time, you know, because I, I don't I don't remember when they I know it was a five year deal for Fox. I don't remember. I don't know when it's up. I think it's up what twenty three or twenty four maybe. 
Um, I think it's approaching up here soon as far as their their five year deal with Fox. I think it was two thousand eighteen or nineteen when they uh, when they did that deal, uh, pending that deal. Uh, and I think at the same time, it's one of those things that if it's sooner, which it you know could be within the next year or two of them renegotiating the deal, is that enough time lapsed from all this to? you know, not have that hurdle and have that big stain, you know what I mean? So what do you, what do you think about that? You know, I don't know, bro. I don't know if, you know, those who make the decisions at big corporations and network and streaming services, bro, they may look at this product totally different without Vince McMahon involved. I mean, you know, Vince McMahon was the Wizard of Oz, bro. This this was the guy for the last 50 years, you know, behind the curtain. I don't know if the W, if, if they will have the same confidence in the WWE without a figurehead like a Vince McMahon. I'll be honest with you, bro, for everything he's accused of doing, I wouldn't feel as, um, you know, I I wouldn't feel as secure with this company with Vince not at the helm. I'm sorry, bro. Just because Stephanie McMahon is his blood doesn't mean she can run this company. Just because Triple H is a son-in-law doesn't mean he can run this company. So if, if Vince McMahon is no longer running the show, man, I, I think that's going to have an impact on those who, you know, would have gladly done business with him in the past. Yeah, I think you bring up a really good point there. Rawland with the 999 Super Chat, bro. <laughs> Russo's probably right, but I wonder about the quote, quote, idle time leads to idle time, uh, unquote, perhaps Turner Bischoff and WCW kept McMahon focused. Once he beat at WCW, bought the competition in 2001, he went left. Any thoughts on that? Bro, I don't know. Listen, I told you, back in 2012, Bruce told me Vince and Linda had not been together for some time. Hmm. So I don't know if the timing of this had anything to do with the split between Vince and Linda, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if it was around that time where maybe Vince and Linda agreed, we're going to go our separate ways. We're going to remain married for business purposes. And again, PR and, you know, I'm going to be doing this with Trump and you're going to be doing this with the company, you know, but he more or less had free Rain, I, I guess I don't know if that had an impact on it or what, but bro, it all it, it also seems like it was all around the the, the diva search. Yeah, that was, was around was, 0405 diva yeah, search. Yeah, bro. It, it seemed like this was one whole and bro, that that's another thing, man. If a uh if a Wall Street journal or or another uh you know publication or news source takes that spin on it, like that was the whole reason why they did a diva search and some of these girls start coming forward bro you you've got a you've got a monumental mess on your hands at that time yes bro. indeed Absolutely. and then bro they they're going to look at like bro which was always kabukiish to me his on air relationships with all these girls i mean you know listen chris i was the head booker for three companies I could have written myself in very similar situations. (laughs) I would have never dreamed of that. Number one, to be honest with you, bro, it would have been as creepy as crap to me. Like, okay, I'm I'm the boss. I'm the boss, Tori. So the next scene, me and you are going to kiss like, what, what, what are you yeah. re- really bro let like, me sink my tongue in your mouth oh Chris Stratus. God, <laughs> just the creepiness of it alone and then bro ne- ne- then you've got the argument of what were these girls gonna say no N- no Vince I'm not gonna do that no Vince you mm-hmm. creep me out I'm not gonna let you like what these girls were put in positions what were they going to do or say and I mean, and bro, again, all this happened when we left. 
There, there was mm. no, there was no interaction with him and any females. The only interaction there was, I remember one time with a female was he was really trying to humiliate Sable. And then like he turned his back on Sable and she shot him the bird. Mm-hmm. Bro, that was the extent of him and any women. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, bro, 2005, he's having affairs with Trish Stratus and this one and that one. And it was like, that that's creepy, bro. And it's freak. It, it's out of line. It is out of line, bro, because these girls cannot say no. Yeah, sadly. You know, there's a lot of speculation going on with a lot of, you know, possible diva search contestants. I'm, you know, no need to get into that because we don't know, you know, I mean, as far as as far as what's which diva search contestants or if any at all. But it definitely seems like, you know, during that 04, 05, 06, 07 diva search era, you know, lots of stuff going on with the contestants. We don't know who, you know, no need to throw names out there as far as who we think we'll just let that unfold if that needs to unfold. But I definitely think, you know, with all of this, it definitely seems like, um, you know, cause I, I deal with clients who's, you know, been sexually abused and things like that. And a lot of times people who have been sexually abused and they don't feel like, um, standing alone and doing it by themselves. <clears throat> they don't do it by themselves because they, per- cause they feel like there's a lot of things that would damage their reputation a lot of people will think that they're not telling the truth so that will be a backlash there's a lot of things that comes with the reason why people don't say it up front um a lot of times their job is compromised they they are blackmailed a lot you know i mean yeah i told you i was going to pay you know your your cousin's cancer bills and if you don't say anything you know now you're about to say something i'm going to resent that offer you know what i mean like it, it there's so many things that has that type of emotional pull of why someone won't say anything up front but when there is a a group of people people do feel more secure and sharing their story if the, the, a whole barrage of stories come out someone feel more someone does feel more empowered so it would be interesting to see if there is any sexual things going on with this investigation if just a, a big old yeah. gang of people start sharing Chris, i i told you i've had four different women come to me with stories mm-hmm. four different girls that i know very well and i will tell you right now bro one of them did in jo- involve johnny ace and one of them were released from the company because they did not give in to johnny ace's advances mm-hmm. and bro th- this story was told to me Years ago, somebody didn't just tell me this story a week ago. This was years ago. So I know, like I said, four cases myself, and everything you just said was all the reasons why they wouldn't come forward, bro. Everything. And and I said, well, I, I, I don't know what I can do for you. You know, this is a choice that you need to make. You know, this is up to you. But I could tell you, bro, all all four of these women have lived it with it for years. And like, just they can't, bro, they can't get past it, Chris. No, no. I mean, the trauma that's just so residual just stays for for so long and it's just you it's just like you want to tell somebody you want to say you want to you want to say it but you think of all the things that you feel that would backfire and be you know come against you if you do share it and especially if someone with a big name and a big public figure a lot of times people are more prone to believe that person than some other you know some female you know, from 1997 or something like that, sharing about, like, oh, well, why'd you share it now? I don't believe that happens all the time in the in the court of public opinion. You know, they they usually favor. You know, they don't, usually don't really give the uh, the the um, uh, the grace or just the, the 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 opportunity for someone to really come out with these things. And so, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see that. And Chris, on top of that, bro, it's, it's the, it's, it's the, it's the code in the wrestling business. Mm -hmm. What happens in the locker rooms, which to me is BS, bro. I I, I don't care what the business is. If there is conduct like this and it's wrong, I don't care if it's the circus, if it's wrestling, if it's Hollywood, I don't care what it is, but 
that bro, oh, that, that that's how big. Oh, bro, will will be black ball. They will. Ne- oh my god! Like yeah. seriously, bro. Like yeah. uh, that's the part of the business that I hated. Man. And just think of the psychological damage of the females. If this if this does progress into an, a sexual investigation, uh, just think of the. Uh, the resentment and the remorse that someone has, and I've dealt with people like this too, the remorse that people has that they didn't share it for so long. You know yeah. what I mean? And then yeah. the, all the trauma that comes from that and the regret and all the yeah. psychological damage that he felt, man, I've been holding this in for 12 years, you know, 13, 14 years. And man, I wish I would have said this earlier because I probably could have been a, a, a big contribution for this not to happen to other women. You know what I mean? Yeah. So stuff like that is very important. Oh, Chris, I, I kind of like, I, you know, I brought this up before I left, you know, to go to Atlanta. You know, I, I said it on one of his show, one of my shows when Vince was still active on the scene. I was like, how can any of these women work, work with them? How could they have a conversation with them? How could they feel comfortable around? Listen, bro, we, guilt, I'm not even going to sit here and say, guilt, you're innocent. The guy has not said he's innocent. True. He has not said, no, I've not done that. Not one time. His daughter didn't say that. Yeah. Okay, and bro, let's face it. Where there's smoke, there's fire, yeah. bro. So I was like, my God, how can any of those women that work for that company, number one, I'll be honest with you, Chris, I don't know how they could still want to work there. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't care if you're a champion. I don't care what you're getting paid. I don't know how, if this stuff is true, I don't know how you can work for a man like this. And then you've got to have conversation with him. Every time he wants to have a meeting with me, my my hair and the back of my head is going to stand straight up. You you know what I'm saying? So, like, thank God that he is retired and at least not around anymore. Because I got to tell you, man, that, that would have been a horrible situation for those women to be put in. Agreed. I think that's a good point. So this is the first Raw uh, uh, post Vince McMahon. Did you notice any difference? Bro, you got to give them the benefit of the doubt. There's not going to be any difference on the first show. I I, I would love to (laughs) rip it apart. Bro, there ain't going to be no difference in the first show. Um, but, But again, Chris, I am not foreseeing any difference because I feel the same man is writing it. I'm sorry, bro. A retired Vince McMahon sitting on a beach somewhere is absurd. It is absurd, bro. The guy, oh, hold on, bro. The guy would not know what to do with himself for an afternoon. Yeah. Okay, let let alone like for the rest of his life. Come on, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 I don't, I don't see a change at all creatively whatsoever. And Chris, I, I got to tell you something, man. I, I want to bring this up. This is kind of off the beaten track, bro. The wrestling business really needs to grow up. The, I, I think that's the biggest problem, bro. It needs to grow up. You can I talk about a little different topic for a second, bro? That like I'm watching this and I'm like, like literally, what what is wrong with you people? What what, what is wrong with you people? Ric Flair's last match. So we're gonna turn this into an angle. So I saw the Jared podcast with Conrad, and I was like, okay, bro, this is a work shoot, but. Jeff was more than half shooting. And and that was entertaining to me. Because, you know, Jeff's talking about Flair and TNA and what happened. when That's all true, bro. That's all true. So Jeff's half shooting. Bro, Conrad, I love Conrad to death. He's always been good to me. But Conrad could take an acting lesson or two. Jeff was spot on. Jeff was phenomenal. So I'm like, all right, guys, this is a work shoot, but it's pretty entertaining. Mm -hmm. Then I see them jump Ric Flair. And I'm like, what is wrong (laughs) with you, Pete? What is, bro, we cannot just have Ric Flair's last hurrah, bro. He's got to be bleeding. Karen Angle's got to be wearing, oh, I just so happen to wear a white dress so I can get, (laughs) 
what the bro like what are you what are you guys like 12 like yeah. so, like oh Chris, be honest with me is there <laughs> one person out there that believes any of that stuff and bro he bro here's the part that's disappointing to me for the amount of years that Conrad has been in the business and Jeff has been in the business and Ric Flair has been in the business, they still have no idea, bro, how to do a worked shoot. Hmm. Because here's the biggest flaw, bro. Here's the biggest flaw in the whole thing. So Lethal, who, who three days before is wearing Ric Flair socks, Okay, bro, and it is giddy that he's straight. Now, now he's he's on the other side for for no, no reason whatsoever. Jeff's got he with Flair, no, no reason whatsoever. But he, here's the thing, bro. They attack the guy in the parking lot. They bloody him. Okay, they bloody a 73 year old man, bro. What do you think his son-in-law is going to do? The second he sees them, what do you think he's, what would you do, Chris? He's going to kill him. Chris, if your wife, God forbid, you know, somebody beat the pulp out of her dad. And then all of a sudden you see those people for the first time. Andrade is going to kill Jeff Jarrett the first time he sees him. Oh, but no, bro. We're going to have a contract sign. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you guys been in the business? Like, like seriously? And and I, I'm 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 gonna sit here and I'm gonna believe this. Yeah. Um, bro, that's what I'm talking about, bro. That's a great point, man. Oh my gosh, bro. Yeah, I, I'm gonna wear a suit to yeah. a co- and I'm gonna sit across from a guy that just bloodied my 73 year old father-in-law. I'm gonna sit there. Yeah. Oh come on, guys! Like it's seriously, yeah. man, you 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 got you got to do better than this, man. Makes sense, man. I, I totally understand. I totally understand the, the 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 frustration that comes from that from a from a writer and a producer, man. It makes total sense. And here's another thing I want to say, Chris. You mind if I say some other get some other Go stuff for it, off man. my get, chest? Get off your ch- look, through our mind. I'm a therapist, Vince. Of course, Chris, get off I cannot chest. take. I I cannot take. I cannot take people online that want people fired and losing their jobs just because they don't like them. Mm. It drives me crazy. I'm going to say this right here, right now. Okay. When it comes to Kevin Dunn and, and bro, I never had any bad personal problems with Kevin Dunn ever. Ever, bro. Now, could Kevin Dunn have a closet like Vince McMahon? Maybe. I don't know anything about that. I never saw anything like that. But let me let me make. Uh, I want to make one thing perfectly clear about a couple of people. Kevin Dunn was just as valuable, if not more valuable, to the WWE than Vince McMahon. Kevin Dunn was great at his job. Great at his job, bro. Great at his job. Bruce Pritchard, bro, who I've had a history of controversy with, okay? The best producer I ever worked with in my life. Bruce Pritchard should go down in history as the greatest wrestling producer of all time. Better than me, better than Vince Better than Bischoff. Bruce Pritchard is a great wrestling producer. And and these people that want Bruce fired and Kevin fired and fire this one and fire that one, they have no idea what these individuals actually bring to the table. And I mean, Chris, again, for, for anybody wanting to see Anybody else get fired in this day and age? Bro, listen, if it's a case of Vince McMahon and like, bro, what you did allegedly, totally inappropriate, totally out of line, you should probably use lose your job. I understand that. 
but wanting to, you know, wanting Kevin Dunn's head and Bruce Pritchard's head just because you don't like them when you don't have a clue as to what they brought to the table. Bro, the WWE would have been a totally different company had Kevin Dunn not been there. A totally different company, bro. This is a guy that gave his entire life to the wrestling business. His entire life. Mm -hmm. And to just want this guy gone because we don't like him and because uh, he allegedly said he didn't think Becky Lynch was attractive enough to be a, a WWE champion. Bro, that's the guy's opinion. That's his opinion. That's his opinion. Oh, okay. So what? We all have opinions. You you want the guy dead for having an opinion? Yeah. Well, that's social media nowadays. If you, if you have an opinion, if you have an opinion that doesn't uh, agree with theirs or their eight friends, all of a sudden you're villainized. Oh, bro, yeah, please, man. Please. I don't want to see anybody yeah. lose their job if, if it's not warranted. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, Kevin Dunn's been, you know, there since what eighty, like mid eighties, somewhere around there. It's like uh, early mid eighties. Yeah, it's been it's been crazy. And he was he was even featured on uh, uh, Triple H's My Time um, song. He was uh, his name was mentioned. You know, you put you put your finger on the switch. Done. That was uh, that was uh, an homage to Kevin Dunn. So, uh, Rollin with the four nine nine super chats, bro. Two questions for Vince. Is it possible McMahon was ready to retire once he handed Taker into the Hall of Fame? Once he inducted Taker into the Hall of Fame? And then two, is there one thing you admire about Vincent Kennedy McMahon? One, absolutely not. Um, no, number two, listen, bro, I, I said this all the time. And I will, I will never stop saying this. Bro, when I was in the wrestling business, I was a workaholic, Chris. First one there, last one to leave. Okay. And the reason I was successful, bro, was because nobody was going to outwork me. They were not going. It just wasn't going to happen. They weren't going to outwork me. Bro, no matter what time I showed up for work, no matter what time I left, Vince's car was always there. Mm -hmm. Always there, bro. Every single day. So the work ethic, was second to none. However, when you have that kind of a work ethic, Chris, something's getting sacrificed. And things got sacrificed. And um, as much as I admire and respect his work ethic and whatever the $14 billion he's worth now, bro, looking back, was it really worth it? Like, was it really True. worth it? Like, the, the, the moments you lost, was it really worth it? So, bro, no, no, nobody will ever, ever, ever match that man's work ethic. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Shout out to Eric, man, bringing out the Dunning-Kruger effect, man. That's, uh, that lit me up as a psychology doctor, man. Very, very nice, man. What is that? What, do you, what is the Dunning-Kruger effect? So there, there's basically the Dunning-Kruger effect is the uh, is the uh, is an opposite of the imposter syndrome. So the the imposter syndrome is someone who uh, doesn't really accept their accolades. They get a bunch of acknowledgments. They don't believe that it's them. They believe it's something somebody either somebody else to talk about, or they can't really accept those accolades because they don't feel like they um, can really either deserve it or they really don't feel like they fit that you know that person that someone's you know or people are claiming the dunning kruger effect is the opposite of that is basically two psychologists that did a uh dunning and kruger did a uh uh, a a study on that so basically the dunning kruger effect is when someone basically oversells themselves and believes that they are a lot much knowledgeable about a thing or or uh, have a lot of uh, expertise in something where they're like they really don't know as much as they're really selling themselves but they have this type of type of aura to them that they're not as smart as they think they are or they're not they're not as expert ex- to have enough expertise or knowledgeable about something that they think they are so it's Chris, let me ask you this from a psychological point of view I'm going to tell you what is my, to this day, 
the biggest heat and the biggest issue I had with Vince to this day. And I don't understand it. And maybe you can break it down for me. Chris, human nature. The, the, the greatest compliment you can give to somebody is a pat on the back and add a boy. Mm-hmm. Um, appreciate them for what they did and tell them that. Give them credit. Put them over. That's that's the great bro. That's more valuable than money. It really does. And it makes people feel good. Okay. That's number one. Number two, it costs you nothing to do that. Mm-hmm. Nothing doesn't cost you a dime to do that. Okay. My entire life, I have gone out of my way to put people over and, 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 and yeah, bro, Ed Ferrara dropped out of the wrestling business God knows how many years ago. I can't tell you how many times a day I say, Russo Ferrara, Russo Ferrara. I don't have to say that. Ed's gone. Mm -hmm. But it was Russo and Ferrara. He was an integral part to my success. You know, Jeff Lane on the brand now is an integral part to my success. So I always make sure I put those over to make them feel good and to let them know, bro, I could not have done this without you. Not Vince McMahon. Mm. And I always, bro, had a huge problem and freaking issue with that. It was like he, he wanted people to believe that all this came from him. Bro, he remember the kiss my can I say the kiss my ASS club? Remember that? <laughs> yes. Remember that? Bro, when I talk about Kevin Dunn, Vince McMahon should have been kissing Kevin Dunn's butt. Mm. I never saw him put Kevin Dunn over mm. one time. Wow. He never Good put point. me over one time, bro. And I always had such an issue with him wanting everybody to believe that it all started and ended with him. When I know there were people in that company that gave their lives for his success. Yeah. I've always had that issue with him. I have that issue with him to this day. Give me the psychology behind a person's mindset like that. Yeah, I definitely think it's important to give people their flowers while they're alive, for sure. Um, I'm a huge fan of that. I mean, it just boils down to, you know, egocentricity and narcissism. I mean, that's that's what that's what it boils down to. If someone's an egomaniac, everything, the whole world revolves around them. And anybody who stands next to them that's taking their shine is taking their spot. And someone who's dealing with narcissism, you know, I'm not I'm like diagnosing Vince McMahon with narcissism, but me being a psychology doctor can tell you that there's definitely some narcissistic tendencies there. Uh, but I mean, it's just someone who doesn't want to someone else to get their spot. And the root of narcissism is insecurity. So a lot of times someone can feel insecure if someone does take their spot or if they feel doesn't feel they don't feel as heralded uh, uh, or lauded and, and, and praised as they want to be and any and they can't and it gets to the point where they can't even share any type of spotlight because yeah. they feel like it's confiscating their own spotlight and that's where the insecurity comes. and, and bro like that has never changed because you know bro i swear to god my my last exchange with him that i think was back in october if i can remember i think it was in october whatever I offered my services as a consultant because I can't stand watching this show. Mm-hmm. So I offered my services as a consultant. I didn't need a job. I do well, you know, on my own, but I, I really like, bro, you got to improve this show. Okay. So he wanted me to watch and critique a couple of the roars. And I'm like, okay, bro, like, I'll be happy to do that. I'm not doing that for free. Like what, 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 what's the arrangement? What you want to do it for a month, whatever you want to do it, bro. He came back and he said to me, man, you think pretty highly of yourself. Don't you? 
<laughs> and I'm like, no, bro, you want me to do a job. I'm going to get paid to do that job. Like people get paid for work, but it, like nothing had changed. Wow. Nothing had changed. And he goes, oh, bro, if that were me, I would have jumped at the opportunity. And I said, to, to work for free? Like, <laughs> you would have jumped at the opportunity to work for free. I'm like, bro, like, uh, I, you know, and, and that, that was it. But it's, that's the one thing, bro, that I'm sorry, man. I just, I, 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 I could never accept that, mm. man. Well, narcissists are master manipulators and gaslighters. So, uh, you know, it definitely seemed like that was the case. All right, let's spend five minutes on this raw stuff. Just to give me some good, some some takeaways. This is Ray Mysterio's twenty year, you know, uh, celebration. Definitely a, a huge uh, step down from John Cena's just a few weeks ago. I mean, what a night and day, twenty year celebration difference. This ends up with him being in a regular tag match after just a promo that really fell flat. And then him getting power bombed by Judgment Day. That was basically Rey Mysterio's, and then another match being uh, announced for SummerSlam, which seems like this is going to be the time that Dominic uh, turns. But that this was the night Dominic should have turned, bro. You talked about this weeks ago. See, Chris, I'm giving you credit. You talked about this was tailor made. Yep. The family there. I, I was just waiting for it. Yeah, I, I mean, it, like the, the, the speech to me. It it just it just took away from the speech to me because Dominic was there the whole time. I was waiting, like, is he going to turn? Bro, and I was watching him yep. in the back, and he was kind of selling, like, yep. and I'm like, okay, like I'm just waiting for yep. the punchline yep. that never came. It never came. And I I'm was looking like, at the camera angles, like there was oh. camera angles that was like completely shot on Ray, and didn't like I was thinking like a blind side, like from the camera angle. I was thinking of so many different things. I'm like, why are you having Dominic there and Aaliyah, you know, in the back or, you know, his, his daughter, his wife's in the back, you know, and it's like all of that. And it just seems like Dominic being there took the shine away from that Pro Bowl because I was just waiting for that big old club in the back. You know, it's just, I don't know. This, this celebration to me for Ray just definitely seemed like, there was like some type of pettiness involved in it because there were a couple times that he went away from the company. There was one time that he wanted to leave that is, but his contract was frozen and things like that. And it just does, it doesn't seem like, and he's a WCW guy, you know what I mean? So it, it just doesn't seem, it just seems like compared to Cena, who's a WWE guy, Mysterio being a WCW guy, it just seems like this 20 year anniversary was just simply for an angle to try to bring up some type of extra layer to the judgment day thing. That's already been flat for weeks. Yeah. And uh, yeah, bro, just a huge missed, missed opportunity. And bro, here's another thing like that really, really bothered me. And this may be petty, but I'm just telling you, it bothered me, bro. This is your 20 years. You're giving a heartfelt speech and whatnot. What, why are you wearing the gimmick eyes? <laughs> like seriously bro I, I i wanted to it's bad enough he's wearing a mask yeah. so you can't see any emotion then you're wearing <laughs> the gimmick eyes and i'm like bro like i i, I Je hey listen listen chris maybe i'm out of touch with with what's going on but i'm watching this stuff and i'm like i just watched this stuff and i'm like do you seriously want me to believe this yeah you seriously like think that people are sitting on the other ends of their television believing that like what what why is jeff jarrett the special guest referee no, do, do, we, do we even tennessee, know tennessee affiliation most likely but, <laughs> but i think lawler should have been the referee if that's the case you know i mean he's the tennessee guy i mean i mean jared's the tennessee guy with jerry and you know with his dad jerry you know what i mean with the territories like i get it with continental and stuff but i think i mean when you, if you're thinking of like tennessee you know you're thinking of like jerry lawler to me but i mean I, i'm and I i'm just, cool i like jared jared jared's you know I'm, I, I'm I, just, I just yeah. i just don't understand any of this bro yeah. I, I i bro I'm, I'm watching that opening segment and bro I, i'm i'm not kidding you you know i started watching this show at 8 15 it starts at six o'clock here mm -hmm. so i got to go to my recordings right bro i swear to you as i'm watching this opening segment 
I started thinking, wait a minute, this was last week's show. You know, Heyman's in the ring, Theory comes out. Bro, I didn't know if I had the right show because they did this same exact open last week. And I'm like, I don't know, bro. Maybe Well, Roman was there this week, though. Roman was there. I I didn't even remember whether he was there or not last week, bro. No, he wasn't there. This is the first time Roman's competed on Raw since last September. Interesting enough. It's been 10, 10 months, so... Uh, and well, he, that was the beginning of the segment theory comes out. I mean, theory just, he got Molly whopped by Brock on Friday and now he comes in timidly coming in and, and ends up getting super kicked. Do you think, and we'll get, you know, I'm sure we'll get to, you know, uh, predictions sooner than later on a different show, but what theory getting all this type of treatment like getting basically feeling feeling like crap, like he's he is nowhere near in any ballpark of Brock or Roman. If he were to cash in the briefcase, that would lower the quality of the championship down so much to me if he does that. Why even tease him cashing in on Saturday with this type of treatment? I don't know. And, bro, he said the same exact thing. That's why I thought it was a rerun. I'm going to walk down this aisle, mm-hmm. and I'm going to t- – I'm like, did he, did he not say this same exact – Bro, here's what it comes down to, Chris, and you and I always talk about this. Bro, they don't have anybody. Nope. There's nobody else, Chris. They don't have anybody so no matter who they put in that spot you're not going to buy it bro yeah and they've created that oh yeah for sure do you think the uh roman daddy uh uh line was uh basically impromptu or do you think it was a part of the script um i definitely think it could have been impromptu you know, yes. bro, it's funny because, you know, we do the show with Road Dog, And you heard what happened when Brock Lesnar did not want to work with um, uh, uh, Jinder. Yeah. Y- you yeah. saw it. He told us how that went down. <laughs> you think Roman Reigns wants to work with Austin Theory? Or Brock, especially Brock. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, come on, bro. Like, seriously, yeah. man, you know? Um. Let's see. Uh Drew and Theory go against each other. I just didn't understand these matches as a whole, Vince. You got Drew McIntyre against Theory, and then that goes into another segment with Lashley and uh, and Drew beating Theory and Sheamus. Theory losing again, then getting super kicked. I mean, it just really lowers the quality of the championship. Of you know, with these matches, why why do these matches of the go home shows of SummerSlam? You're trying to create stories to further give us buy in, but you're just throwing matches together before SummerSlam. I don't know, bro, because I'll be honest with you, Chris. I didn't even realize it was the go home show mm-hmm. because the the go home show. I mean, my you know, obviously the go home show is to drive you. I've got to watch SummerSlam. Yep. There wasn't one reason in the world that I would want to see five minutes of this show over the week. Not one, not one, bro. Agreed. Uh, Bill Air, we, you know, we, the Dolph Ziggler thing, Mysterio's, and then we get the Ray Mysterio family and friends segment when he gets uh, attacked by uh, Rhea Ripley returning and manhandling or woman handling uh, Dominic Mysterio. So, uh, you know, interesting, uh, recruits you know if dominic does join it just wasn't make doesn't make sense at all uh bianca belair interrupted by becky lynch this this brawling segment fell flat to the crowd until they did the pull apart they said let them fight but before that it was just people were just like eh. i mean it just they weren't really into this yeah no bro the only the, the only difference i saw in this show um was there was more wild brawling in the back too yeah. Uh, than usual that that was really the only thing i saw everything bro you know and again bro they're not gonna make changes in a week i'm not you know that ain't gonna happen overnight so yeah Yeah, but but you know you know everything was wrestling i I mean from from the beginning of the show to the very end maybe they'll get a new start oh after SummerSlam. but like i said bro 
if if you think that Vince McMahon is still not pulling the strings, you're you're foolish. You're you're absolutely foolish, bro. It seems like it. Uh, Bliss and Dewdrop for the 18th time, and <laughs> Dewdrop continuing to drop out. Uh, yeah, I mean, Bliss threatened to you know insert herself in the title hunt. She did say Lily was the high top selling thing. So basically she told exactly why she's carrying Lily. That's exactly <laughs> it, bro. The, the, the wrestlers are smarter than we think, yes. bro. You know, especially, bro, listen, let, let, let's be honest. Uh, if Vince McMahon is not present there now, hands-on, they're going to get away with more yeah. stuff than yeah. they were able to get away with before. Indeed. What was your thoughts on in the impulsive TV segment? I, but bro, it's, you know, I, 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 it's just, it, bro, it's, it's it, the, 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 the entire Miz act is so, it's just so old to me, bro. Mm -hmm. And, and especially when he's a likable guy on the television show that follows raw but we're supposed to hate him here and we're supposed to hate his wife here there's such a disconnect there bro if they're gonna have a mr and a Miz, then whatever they do on this show should be a play on that Correct. they should not be totally opposites bro it's like i was saying with with jay lethal one 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 minute I'm training Ric Flair and the next minute I'm beating him up in a parking lot. Like yeah. it, it just it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, bro. for like why are you beating him up? Like what do you have against Ric Flair? It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, the backstage face-off, Street Profits and Usos with Jeff Jarrett, uh, and then we get to the uh, tag match. I didn't like the fact that they are they had Dolph Ziggler compete. I like the I like the just the the, the mystery in. Why are you doing this to theory? I think they should have I think they should have went on for much longer. They just threw him in a tag match and he just he went from someone who had greater presence with the mystery to just another one of the guys, you know, competing again. Like it just well, really but, ruined but, but, but but again, I, I hear what you're saying, Chris, but I, I, I could they they were promoting, we're gonna find out why Dolph Ziggler, you know, why we're gonna find out, we're gonna find out. So we find out. And what did we find out? Oh, uh, he needs to be taught a lesson. <laughs> Bro, right there, it's over. Like, yeah. right, right right, there, it doesn't Agreed. matter what you do with Dolph Ziggler. If the reason is, oh, he's a young punk with a chip on his shoulder and he needs to be taught a lesson, good night, everybody. Like, Man, it's over right there. There could Bro. have been so much into this. There could have been a uh, female involved seeing somebody you know what i mean like there could have been so much intrigue storyline wise of why ziggler did this it really caused people to wonder like what are we doing here it's something different and you just made it just like everything else bro because was like eh. I just don't Bro, like when, when, when i when i sit here and i tell you wrestling across the board needs to grow up Wrestling has become, bro, honestly, across the board, the lowest common denominator. It, it is. It's, it's, bro, I, I used to take such pride when me and Ed would write the shows. I would always say it's a thinking man's show. Mm. That's what we wrote. You did not know what was going to happen. You had to think about it. Yeah. And, and maybe you thought about it during the week. And there's a lot of water cooler talk and a lot of conversation. Mm -hmm. This is the lowest common denominator, bro. The yeah. lowest common denominator. Ric Flair at 73 years old is having a retirement match and they think Ric Flair needs to get color and there needs to be heat. Like, <laughs> seriously, what, what world do you people live in, bro? I agree with, I agree with that. I think, I think, I think the, the allure was more that it's in his last match. Right. Not the, not the cheesy, hokey, oh. crimson mask color gimmick that he did back in 1977. You know oh, what I mean? Like it just. Oh, really, man? Just, like, come like, on. It's, yeah. it's. Oh, yeah, bro, come on. They, 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 they've lost it, bro. They've lost them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thoughts on the last segment, Bowline defeating Riddle and Street Profits. I mean, and then the, the, the show ends by Seth Rollins attacking Riddle. Like, 
this again this is the go home show for for SummerSlam like this was this a go home type of feel especially if like you just you just threw this match together and then Riddle takes the loss and then supposed to beat Seth and then Street Profits took the loss and if they beat the Usos I don't understand how they think they're trying to elevate the division having all this 50 50 stuff i don't think they care about any of that stuff chris i don't like I'm, I'm telling you i don't we, we have to accept that yeah. i don't think they care about any of that stuff bro sadly enough i think that you're right vince so well let the listeners know about the brand my man yeah guys check it out man check out uh channelattitude.com there's going to be a lot of talk this week about all this stuff and i'm going to be talking about it with you know the al snows and the stevie rays and the ec3s and stevie richard and and everybody uh did disco's coming back uh in august he's been gone for a while so check it out man channelattitude.com very nice ladies and gentlemen this is former wcw see that right there right there the WCW World Heavyweight Championship right there. This right here was on this guy's waist right there. Former WCW World Heavyweight Champion Vince Russo. And he has, and he had, I heard he had bigger guns then or biceps then than he does now. Only by a hair, though. Just only by only by a hair. Yes, just a little, bro. Yes. And I am Dr. Chris Featherstone. This is the Legion of Raw. Have a good night, everybody. Solo!